0: Welcome to the That Don't Fit podcast, a podcast where we're dedicated to talking about life and life's real issues that cross racial and generational lines. My name is Jared Torrance, and I'm here with my co host, Andy Farmer. We're friends, we're pastors, we're wanting to help people talk and process life in a crazy world. Welcome to the conversation. Take 37. <laughs> that's right you're like, now you now you get, you're getting your own name wrong yes and, <laughs> my name is gerard oh, snap. Stop. all right let's try, let's try let's try we just uh finished recording this episode on uh structures and spaces uh we did not get to spaces we got stuck on structures which was great and uh something that we want to do in this podcast is not just give uh content over these topics, but we also want to notate the tone and the way these these conversations can go on here. And uh, something you'll notice is, uh, so me and Andy have never talked about the topic of law enforcement and and things of that nature before. And so at the start of this conversation, uh, I hope you guys track this and notice it. There are certain guardrails that are up as uh, Andy and I begin this conversation. And uh, by God's grace, as the conversation goes, I hope you notice that uh, empathy is occurring, uh, trust is growing, and um, I think this is this is one way that these conversations uh, can happen and uh, it's one way we can grow in trusting each other over these difficult conversations. And so I hope you guys enjoy this episode. We just wanted to add this blip at the forefront to kind of help you listen in a specific way through it.
1: So we're talking about uh, conversations on race. And Mm -hmm. if you haven't been with us, the big picture we're talking about is kind of driving into a traffic circle and the experience of kind of going around that traffic circle, kind of being, uh, trying to survive it, uh, as traffic is coming from a lot of different places and you're not sure and you're trying to figure out where you're supposed to go and where you're supposed to get off and just the exasperation that can be and just the <laughs> difficulty of navigating uh, a traffic circle, difficulty of navigating conversations yeah. and the the sense of once I get out of it, I don't want to go back and can I just say I did it,
0: Yeah.
1: I made it through there and I'm ready to move, let's just get out of here. Uh, but the willingness to kind of get into that sense of this is not this is not easy, this is not helpful for how I feel about myself. I have to make adjustments. I have mm-hmm. to, I have to wrestle through things. It's testing me. So that's kind of the big picture. And we've been talking about particularly life experience. And, uh, we, we, we talked a little bit about just our own life experiences and how that, that shapes how we inter- inter- interact over uh, conversations. Last week, we, we talked about the actual experience of conversation and just mm-hmm. in the midst of it, how do we relate to one another? And so this, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about another direction. And so JT just give us some thoughts on,
0: yeah, we are going to start talking about big barriers. Uh, so if you're in a traffic circle and you're driving around and all of a sudden, you know, you see, Oh snap, there's a lane that's shut and you got to like swerve the other way and something that comes your way. That's a bit unexpected. Uh, so we're going to, we're going to touch on some of those things today. Uh, Some of the things we talk about are going to be a bit controversial this episode, Mm -hmm. but again, our goal is not controversy, it's conversation, it's uh, thinking about these kind of things. And so we're not going to spend a lot of time like correcting, critiquing, shutting things down, but we are just going to talk about what's going on in our traffic circles. Mm -hmm. And um, hopefully by God's grace, we're going to model how to walk through some of these topics. Um, So yeah, so we're going to talk about structures and spaces is kind of what we're going to uh, break these things down into. And so Andy, why don't you... Tell us a little bit. Of, like, let's define what we mean by structures and spaces.
1: Yeah. So structures, I'm thinking about those those things that exist in our world that we have to interact with. Mm-hmm. Their their government structures, their social structures, their employment structures, whatever they are, things that we exist in that that they're they're, they're set up in our society to make our society work, and we have to interact with those. And how uh, race affects how we interact with those. Yeah. And then my, my spaces, they're just places we live there's okay. think where we live there are neighborhoods there are churches there are there and so i think if you when i think about the idea of ex- life experience i think in terms of that what are the structures i have to interact with and mm-hmm. what are the spaces i live in okay. and how do they shape me and uh, because they're they're often functioning in 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 some ways in the background in my life they're just part of my environment mm-hmm. until they something happens and they intrude into and then I'm asking the question: Why is it this way? Why is this this way? Yeah. Why do we, why why can't it be different? And and we're we're living in times where both spaces and structures are are really uh, being evaluated uh, and and addressed and concerns about them, whether it's mm-hmm. politics or whatever. So so that's what I mean. Good things things that. Things that exist in our lives we have to relate to, and then places we live that we have to relate to.
0: Good. All right. So as we're talking about uh, these things, let's talk about structures first. Mm-hmm. So Andy, what's uh, what's one of the, a structure that comes to your mind as you're thinking about navigating yeah. these things? Yeah.
1: Well, I thought about just talking about little league sports, <laughs> but we're not going to do that. We're gonna we're gonna talk about law enforcement. <laughs> uh, that's one that came to mind, I couldn't oh, get off of it, and yeah, uh, and, yeah. and the criminal justice system. And just for those who are about to kind of switch off here, just so you know, this is not going to be a critique. We right. are not here today to talk about all that's wrong or all that's right or mm-hmm. how to, you know, what we want to do is enter into it personally. Right. Because there's a sense in which a lot of the conversations about these difficult things uh, are are not personal, mm-hmm. or at least they're not conversational. Yeah. And so we want to talk about that a little bit and and so I think the criminal justice system and law enforcement the the way our our public safety in a sense another mm-hmm. way to think about it and how we interact with that and uh, I'll start with sort of my own experience with with law enforcement I uh there were about 5 or 6 years of my life where I lived in fear of law enforcement mm-hmm. uh if I saw a police car, I drove the other way, if I saw one coming, I if I saw saw an officer, I I wondered what are they thinking about me? What are they looking at? What do they see? Mm-hmm. And uh it was a difficult experience because I felt like I was always on the verge of being in trouble. Mm. Now, the reality was, the reason I had that fear is because I was doing illegal things. Mm -hmm. And I needed to have that. That was the purpose that they existed, was for me, people like me, to not do what I was doing. One of my experiences in in coming to Christ uh, was recognizing, okay, there's a lot of stuff in my life I can't do anymore. Mm-hmm. uh it's not only sinful it's illegal yeah and uh and i had this amazing experience within a few weeks of coming to christ of seeing a police car and be grateful for it mm-hmm. oh these people are here to protect people yeah and and i had a radically different experience but it's interesting the way I come into this whole conversation is that I relate to brothers and sisters, particularly in the African-American community who have had that fear Mm -hmm. of law enforcement, not because they were doing something wrong, but for reasons they couldn't ever change. They just, it was part of their experience and, uh, and I would say maybe even not so much, and this is one of the things uh, a friend of mine, Bill, helped me understand, mm. is it may not be your individual experience, but it can be your community experience yeah. with something that you recognize. No, I may have not ever had a personal experience with this, but we've had a community experience with it. Yeah. And one of the things, if you read on culture, you recognize, and this is any culture yeah. in any place in the world... Dominant culture people tend to think more individualistically, Individual, yeah. and minority culture people, by virtue of being minority, think more in a community way. Mm-hmm. And so, I think that's when we talk, when I think about structures, I think yeah. about there is a difference. And there's there's sin in structures, and structures just by virtue of being set up apart from the kingdom of Christ are inherently flawed, right? And they're populated by people who are sinners, not. Well intentioned, right. most. most and
0: yep.
1: and uh, I would look at you know my my experience with police officers is well intentioned. They're there. There are things they could do that are far less dangerous mm-hmm. and far less stressful. They have a desire to do this job, yeah. just like firefighters have a desire to put themselves in situations where they're burning buildings mm-hmm. when everybody else should be running. They they go toward it, and so there's tremendous respect for anybody who should has that willingness to do that and it doesn't mean that they're all trained well it doesn't mean they're all equipped well it doesn't mean they're all they're in situations where they're they're able to do their job the way they should do it or mm-hmm. or, or do their job the way yeah. they should do it and, yeah. and, and we're all sinners so i hope you understand me talking about it this way i'm mm-hmm. not i'm I'm not addressing right. it as police officers i'm talking about a system yeah and i'm talking about how we interact with systems and so i think we could say With law enforcement, though I may have had an experience of understanding what it means to fear the police, I don't have the profound experience that someone who's African-American might have, particularly an African-American male. So I'm going to kind of throw it back to you and dump it on you to kind of sort it all out for us. So thank you very much. Oh,
0: that's good. There's a lot there. Um, Well, just to start things off, we... Actually, two things to start us off. Christians believe that we are sinful mm-hmm. we are fallen and if we create structures and systems to keep justice those systems are going to be flawed they're created by flawed mm-hmm. sinful people so uh there should not be a surprise that these structures that we're going through have corruption in them mm-hmm. uh, so that's like just the basic basic category there that anything we create is going to have wickedness inside of it mm-hmm. even you know people even the, like the church like the church is is, is something that that we uh, people run and uh you know we're sinful flawed people who are, who are doing our best but there's there's things that we do that are um that we make mistakes in so that's just a blanket statement we create systems um that are corrupt because we are fallen we are because we are not god we're not perfect we're not perfectly mm-hmm. holy we're not perfectly pure all those things um second uh the whole, I think we talked about this in one of the episodes of, uh, you know, people are way more nuanced than we want them to be. Yeah. Um, we want there to be just broad brush blanket statements that we can just sweep over everything and dismiss it altogether. Uh, but people are way more complicated than that. And so we need to step into that and we need to wrestle with the complications and the nuances and the difficulties that come there. Uh, but a couple of things as you are talking, just your experience of, uh, you know the the five or six years where you were doing things wrong, there is that looming fear of of police and um, you know I've been studying uh, I've been studying just certain things of uh, specifically in Ephesians talking about unity and all these different kind of stuff and and uh, and the church and how do we maintain unity and and uh, something I've realized is um, there's a difference between, something being a problem and something being bad mm-hmm. i uh you know every i don't want to say every but the majority of of black folks experience growing up in america is we have these things called uh, racial identity development moments where we realize you know it's just a just a super black moment or something like you know it can be like it can be something celebratory or uh you know um or it could be something where you are actually in danger. A lot of times with us, it's the first time we get called the N word. It's like, you know, these moments where you realize you're black, you're very aware of it. And then oftentimes the second thought is where you realize that's a problem. Mm. Being black isn't bad, but it can be a problem. And so your activities, whatever you're doing that were illegal were a problem. My activity is the color of my skin. Mm. And so I, me simply driving, I can't, I can't rid myself of the, quote, I'm putting air quotes here, of the problem of the color of my skin. And my, the color of my skin is not bad, but it is seen as a problem. Mm-hmm. And so when you even ex- explain, like, you know, you stop doing these illegal activities and you're free from the fear of police and, you, and you're and uh, you understanding that they're there to protect, it's just like, oh, man, Lord, I want to be able to feel that. Yeah. I want to feel their protection but you know i feel like i need to be protected from them Mm -hmm. i was i was thinking the other day i was like speeding uh and i don't mean to get controversial here but i this might be i don't know you know speeding is such a an ego thing you know like if you're if you're a slow driver people are just like man why don't you just speed it up like what are you afraid of and it's like dude if i if i'm speeding and i run into an officer who's had a bad day and i've had a bad day and I mouth off a little bit too much, like, dude, that could be my life. Like if, if enough, if enough A, B, C, D, E, F, G, if those things lined up and they're going wrong, like that could be it, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I could leave leave my my wife and, and my kids without a dad because I mouthed off just a little bit too much on the wrong day. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, we just have to take such extra precaution. And it's like, I don't wanna, I don't wanna think that speeding can lead to my death because I get pulled over yeah. like I want to I want to be able to think oh I shouldn't speed because it's dangerous to drive at high speeds but it's like no man like you know or or even something as as, a, as annoying as those little uh, expiring tags on the back of your license plates mm-hmm. those freak because they, they'll you don't have to be doing you don't even have to be driving wrong for to get pulled over I, by those yeah. if you know if I'm seeing my cop they pull out they start running my place. They're like, oh dude, he's got that thing. Let's pull him over, see what else we can get on him. And it's just like so I'm nervous when I'm waiting for those for those stickers to come in. Yeah. And I'm just like, Lord, just just, just protect me. Cause, you know, time and time and time again, people are like, Oh, if they just complied or if they just did these things. And it's like, man, sometimes that doesn't matter. Yeah. And I dunno, you know, I don't want to be a story that's like hey this guy complied this guy did everything you know he's a he's a Christian man he's such a nice guy and look what they did I don't want I don't want that story to get out there yeah. um, but I, I'm very aware that that is a possibility yeah. and um, you know and even raising my children it's like how do I teach them to interact with police because police are there to protect them mm-hmm. and right now my kids are cute you know they're not a threat yet But what happens, you know, when Isaiah is 17 years old and he's with a couple of his buddies and uh, he tries to make a a quick joke to make somebody laugh and the police officer's not feeling it that day? How do I have him interact, not out of fear, but out of respect and the authority, but also, like, if you mess this up, it could go really bad for you. Mm -hmm. And um, and I I hate that. I, I hate having to wrestle with, and even in my, on my own life, like I don't want to fear when I see an officer, but the other day I was at Wawa and there's two officers standing outside the door and I'm just like, you know, I'm checking everything. I'm just, okay, I got my mask on. Okay. I got, yeah. I got these kind of things. It's like, how do I, how do I make myself as least imposing as possible mm-hmm. as I'm walking in to, to, to grab something from this, uh, gas station? Mm-hmm. Um, Convenience store. Sorry, Pennsylvanians. I know Wawa is is, 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 is more than a more There's than a gas Wawa. station. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't I don't mean to rant too long on that. But just um, yeah. I'm jealous for your experience with yeah. the police. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm jealous to to be able to see them as as protective rather than than a threat Than feeling i need to be protected by them and again this is not a blanket statement to condemn all police officers this is a recognition that systems are unjust That systems are corrupt and uh, i don't know like there's not like a label of this this is a police officer who's aware of these things and is doing his best Mm -hmm. and you know then there's a a red dot uh, this is a police officer that's gonna knock you out if you if you bump into him in the wrong way
1: As you're talking, one of the things, if if I'm gonna, I'm trying to capsulize it, mm-hmm. I might say it something like this. You can tell me whether this makes sense or not. There are trajectories and ways things that can play out mm-hmm. that you have to anticipate. Mm-hmm. That someone like me,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, I mean, frankly, if I'm getting pulled over, it's mm-hmm. because, uh, uh, Mister, are you okay? You know, or you know, should yeah. you be driving? <laughs> <laughs> You're going too slow.
0: Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Actually, I'm just <laughs> listening to music. Forgot I was supposed to be going 55. It's only 35. <laughs> but uh, that there are things you have to. There, there are trajectories. Yeah, yeah. That could play out for you. Mm-hmm. Very unlikely to play out for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so you have to relate to to structures. Yeah. As if there are possible outcomes yeah. that that could affect you that mm-hmm. don't affect me and so and this goes to maybe maybe bringing this down into sort of a, how do we relate over this? Mm-hmm. I think in in our world, this part of the conversation is particularly difficult yeah. uh, and so how do we talk about this uh, this experience that's different. Mm-hmm. That's fun. That's very foundationally different, and it's community different. Yeah, that's good. Uh, my my community again values. In fact, you know, some neighborhoods you move into it because the policing is really, mm-hmm. you know, really evident. Mm. And uh, and it's foreign. Yeah, it's foreign to me. Yeah, just, <laughs> <laughs> um, you want to see one, uh, you know, a policeman everywhere in your neighborhood, and you oof. just what you want. And um, and so there's just a vast difference, and I yeah. think we can fall into to to, to breakdowns in conversation. Mm-hmm. Bridges can get blown up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, over this issue. So here's, I want to do this for both of us. Yeah. And and I'll start with you. What is one thing, or maybe a couple things, that I might say if we started talking about the the experience with law enforcement? Yeah. What is one or two things that I might say that you would say? This would be very difficult for me. Yeah. To know how to go forward in the conversation.
0: So you're you're saying, uh, oh, something you say to me if that makes yeah, it in the conversation. For for yeah, us, yeah. We're going to take it out of the world of yeah, yeah. you know the
1: big picture. We're going you to know. talk about where we find ourselves in a conversation. Yeah, yeah. And and the issue of law enforcement experience yeah. comes up.
0: Uh, anytime. <laughs> Something that, you know, cause I want to learn cause I want to know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cause I probably say it.
0: <laughs> so. Something that's, that's big for me is, you know, whenever I'm entering these conversations with someone, I have to do a little bit of a, a vetting process of like kind of feeler questions. We talked a little bit about this a mm-hmm. couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, something I didn't even realize that I did Some you know, some of it's self-protective, you know, and, uh, some of it's ready. Like, you know, Christians, anybody, I guess really needs to have in these conversations, uh, What did I say? Oh, a thick skin and a tender heart. Mm -hmm. And so I got to figure out what type of armor I'm putting on my skin for the conversation early on so that my heart doesn't get hardened, Mm -hmm. but with a surprise shot in the gut. Um, And so uh, (laughs) kind of, I guess you can call these triggers or whatever, but if anyone brings up any sort of police, uh, I guess, famous, what do you want to call those, viral, whatever you want to call, which I think is a... unhelpful category for the death of an image bearer mm-hmm. um those those shootings you know the hashtag names and anyone brings up a rap sheet immediately of just well what yeah. about yeah what this person did and and what i don't think people realize is what they're doing when they say that is because this person was not perfect in their law keeping mm-hmm. they immediately deserve death mm-hmm or their death is justified and when you say that it's just like okay where can we go from this conversation yeah. Um, I'm I'm not perfect yeah if if all the the thoughts that went through my mind were displayed on a screen then I'll I, I mm-hmm. guess I deserve to be killed Good. by a police officer as well yeah. if if I'm in a situation like that, like yeah. that's that's the trajectory of what wh- where those statements can lead. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the flip side, something I need to do is, you know, if someone has relatives in the police force or or uh, in in that in that system, I need to, you know, it's what we talked about last week. I need to be able to empathize with them. They're going to. I need to recognize they're going to feel every sentence I say at a much higher degree. Because they're not connecting it to a, a broad scale system. They're connecting it to an individual person that mm-hmm. they know. Mm-hmm. And so everything I could be saying about, you know, uh corrupt officers, they're thinking I'm saying about their corrupt brother mm. who is in the police force. Mm-hmm. And um yes. Or they're not corrupt, brother. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, projecting onto that. Exactly. They're saying I am claiming that their brother is is corrupt, which is not the case, and so um, which can lead to the defense of like Trayvon Martin, and and then just lobbing out things, Mm. and which is just so so unhelpful. So that's a big one for me Mm -hmm. when there's an aggressive defense of someone being murdered. Yeah, is.
1: I, that's just like okay, on the basis of their actions. On the basis to. of their
0: actions, previous to or something they've done, twelve years prior, or mm-hmm. um, any any time there is a lack of lament over the fact that someone lost a son, brother, father, sister, mother, uh, I'm just like, man, we're we're starting off on the wrong foot here. Mm-hmm. This conversation is not going to be productive if we, if we can't take ourselves out of political debate and bring us into human lives that we're talking about yeah it's uh so so things like that Mm. that's a big one
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and that that's when it happens a lot yeah anytime we talk about police reform or police things like that yeah immediately we talk about well what did they do
1: yeah
0: how can i justify
1: yeah
0: what the officer did yeah Yeah. that's a hard one for me what about you is there is like in these conversations there's something that minorities can say that uh, makes people scratch their head or makes people say well I I don't think I can really go there or yeah that's a that's a broad jump from from that to that
1: yeah yeah and it's it's a great question and I'm not gonna I'm going to speak for me and 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 from talking to other folks who wrestle with this who I've talked with about this is where they get they get hung up um, I think it's interesting. It's, a, it's similar to what you're saying, which is taking the system and applying it to... The individual. Individual. Yes. Yeah. And not being able to distinguish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the way that can come across is if you share experiences yeah. of good policing... Mm-hmm. Or even the idea of if we didn't have the police, what we we have instead, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it can be seen as you don't care about my experience. Mm-hmm. You, you're disdaining my experience. And again, what you described before that that, that we don't want to overly nuance mm-hmm. because some things need to be clear clear and, and kept clear. But I think there's this sense of if we're going to have conversation, recognizing that, okay this this system the very size of it mm-hmm. will indicate that there are always problems and what are the problems we can solve yeah. not what are the people that need to be purged
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, that's the hard part because mm-hmm. you know someone like me will look and say well there are you know they're African American officers how do they fit into right. this how does that all work and it's it very complicated yes. And I don't have the ability always to, disc, to to take the emotion, set them aside, mm-hmm. um, and so for us to have a conversation on my end to be able to kind of say, okay, let's acknowledge that there's brokenness throughout. Yeah, our tax system has <laughs> massive brokenness. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, anything big. Mm-hmm. Anything complicated is going to have brokenness in it.
0: Right.
1: And so and the very fact that it exists means it'll break over time, too. Mm-hmm. And so even with this issue of how, what do we do about the law enforcement, what changes, I think changes need to happen mm-hmm. because it's behind the times. Right. And life has changed, and training needs to adapt to a new life. Yeah. But uh, part of it is just... We're, the, my goal in having this conversation is to, if I'm having a conversation where law enforcement comes into play, is I want to understand your experience. Yeah. I, I want that to affect my perspective because I want to be wiser. Mm-hmm. I want to be more discerning in my culture. Uh, knowing that you have a category for there are good officers doing their jobs, mm-hmm. but I don't have to make that case. Right. Yep. is a very important thing for me mm, if you make that case yep. then I can set that aside mm. so again doesn't mean that your responsibility but if you're asking yeah. what will help me yeah you make the case that there are good officers yeah I don't have to make that case
0: yeah and to mean it man and sorry two more things because we're we're getting close to the, to the time here yeah just to just to help equip people of like give them categories of what is unhelpful and what in these types of conversations Um when uh if a black person is sharing their experience of getting pulled over and things get aggressive and uh you know um there's been times where i've been pulled over and i've been accused of having a fake license i've been accused of being intoxicated uh even though the officer was because he smelled it but it was bug spray and uh you know four police cars come up and i'm i'm there they're surrounding me my roommate who was In the car with me, just gets to sit in the car, hang out. I'm out. They have flashlights on me. They're making me go. They're making me say the ABCs backwards. I was like, dude, I can't. I can't do that. Mm -hmm. And uh, all these crazy things. And it's just like, you know, if I'm sharing experience like that, or when my brother gets pulled over um, after playing a show at a church, and the officer comes up to him and uh, has him roll down his window. My brother was tired. Uh, The officer asks him to to grab uh, his wallet. Reaches for the wallet. Gun right in my brother's face. Shouting, yeah. screaming, flashlight, screaming, yeah. put your hands on the wheel, put your hands on the wheel with it, with a gun to my brother's face. You know, all he has to do is is one little
1: yeah.
0: twitch of the finger, yeah. and my brother is 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 dead. Yeah. You know, when we when we when we share experiences like that, the mo- uh, the most unhelpful thing that can happen is, well, he didn't pull the trigger. Yeah. Or, well, they didn't throw you into the back of their car. Mm-hmm. Of saying. They didn't kill you, like as as if that is a. It should be a relief. It's like okay, I'm sorry that happened, but you know what? You didn't die. Yeah. Uh, it's a win. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like like that's a victory that I'm still alive in yeah. that situation. That is incredibly unhelpful. And then the other unhelpful assumption is, uh, you know, our our response is, if we're talking about these kind of things, and then it's like these police officers are putting their lives on the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, if 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 you have concerns, why don't you suit up and go do it? Yeah and the the problem with that is they are expert empathizers with the police officer mm-hmm. they're recognizing i oh we need to step into their shoes and process what they're what they're doing process what it's like if oh i could feel threatened or if i delay i could get shot and die yeah. expert empathizers but only in one direction it's like the empathy gets cut off whenever we cross that ethnic line yeah. or uh, the, the victim, yeah. the victim line. So th- th- those would be two things. That I was like, oh, man, I wish yeah. we could have more concrete, mm-hmm. connected thoughts of your yeah. empathy here. Let's just take that empathy and put it here as mm-hmm. well. And then we can have a conversation. Yeah, Those yeah. would be big ones for me. Good, good. Yeah, and, and
1: wrapping up, I think a couple of things. One is, the hard part about this, these conversations is, there, there are certain kind of conversations that you don't know where it's supposed to go. Right, right. Because the end of the day, we can have a great conversation yeah. and not fix anything. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. And and maybe it can motivate us to to engage in 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 the community more and to find ways to do things. And I think a conversation about these big systems mm-hmm. should result in us feeling like a, a more of a responsibility in our community. Mm-hmm to be on the side of what can help. Yes. Yep. Uh, If we do that with one another Mm
0: -hmm.
1: uh, in conversations, okay, we, we can stand together with what will really help. And it's not just this, or it's not just this. There's the world is lacking answers. That's why we're in our fixes. Mm -hmm. And we, we have answers that that are gospel first, but Mm -hmm. not gospel only. There's, there are, there are things we can do. There are ways we can enter in conversations that can help. So helping each other know how to engage the world, yeah, it good. can be very helpful. The other side of it really is just, I think we've got to recognize that uh, that our theology and, and the way it relates to the world, it is to recognize and understand the brokenness of it. Mm-hmm. There is a certain respect we're meant to have for structures, not mm-hmm. because they exist in a way that they deserve respect, but because... God has set them up as part of common grace for what could happen if they yeah. weren't there, yeah. and so theology does drive us to it's broken it needs fixing it's it's impacted people that I mm-hmm. know in a very negative way, but the answer isn't throw it away the right. answer is 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 help it get right yeah throughout I think this podcast we're going to drop into things that could be controversial mm-hmm. and by controversy you mean that there's argument over it right uh, not agreement and Contention, maybe yes. another a good word is contention. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are contentious issues. Uh, we are not looking to create a contentious environment here. Uh not some because we want to make sure that we say friends, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. but
1: also because contention doesn't move things forward. Mm-hmm. I think it it doesn't mean, it's very important, it doesn't mean lack of agreement or that we, we won't disagree. Right. And it doesn't mean that I might or you might not say something that I feel like that hit me the wrong way. Right. It's how we respond. Yes. And what we're trying to model here is to let somebody say something that I don't react to. Right. Because in our culture right now, I think that's our concern. Boom, 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 and in the Christian boom. culture, it's not that much better. And so a big part of what we're trying to do in that don't fit. Yeah. What don't fit yes. is civil conversation.
0: Yes, yes.
1: And what don't fit is talking about hard things in a gracious way. Yes.
0: Conversation that leads to compassion yeah, rather than controversy. And
1: understanding and growth and change. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's what we mean. Don't want to have controversy. That's easy to produce. Right. A lot of places to go get that if you want it. It's out there.
0: Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh,
1: exactly. This is meant to be a place of thoughtfulness and hopefully help to be able to have a good conversation.